everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 473 for August 18, 2018. I'm Chris Privetier here to bring you the week's RPG news. But I'm not alone. Joining me today, Anna Marie Privetier. If you were watching us live, you could see Simon, and he's adorable. He is very adorable. Also joining us, Kelly Ryan. I am mesmerized by Kitty Face. And Josh Carpenter. I also have a cat, but he's not adorable. Oh, <laughs> he's a rascal. Don't say that. He's just a rascal. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you get happy when he actually sleeps? Oh, totally. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we 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 have a cat like that too. Though he is not as uh, much of a rapscallion as was when he was a kid, but still. Hello, Kelly hey, Ryan. Hello. I said yes, her name Edward. already. Oh, I, I missed yeah. you. You're just you're just convinced I'm trying to leave all the women out of the show, aren't you? You didn't introduce me last week. I think I did. I think that you went to the back tape. and listened. And Everyone, to I the tape. I didn't listen. You know, <laughs> I said your Chris, name. Can you, can you not stream with women because you don't want to say something inappropriate? <laughs> Are you that kind of streamer? I'm... I do get nervous you know, you nowadays s- about women that I'm going to do the wrong thing or touch someone inappropriately or like yeah, but do you know something what, wrong. You know what the difference is, Chris? What? One, you say you're sorry. You acknowledge uh, you acknowledge what you did was wrong and you learn from it. Okay, but I'm still paranoid that everything I'm going to do is be, ta- be taken the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> so well, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will be honest with you. I have some of that white male anxiety. <laughs> and I need a little help. <laughs> you just have anxiety in general. I do have anxiety in general. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. No, to be fair, the three women that you stream with gener- generally don't care. Yeah. So you're all good. But also, then I go around other people who might care, and that's what I get really paranoid about. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that there have been no rumors about you sleeping with Kelly or Alice. Why would there be. <laughs> Kel- Al- Alice is in England. Yeah, but how that am I getting stop there? The rumors. <laughs> I mean, if we go off of Ninja and I don't Ninja. even remember where Kelly is. Kansas. She's within driving distance. Oh, who yeah. would go there voluntarily? <laughs> That's the big issue there. Like, All right. Yeah, I, I, we could hop in a car and be up in Wisconsin tomorrow. And now you come to us. I ain't coming to you. <laughs> have, have, a, have a full swinger party. All right, we should talk about video games instead of swinging. Kansas. All right. So we've all been playing World of Warcraft, except for Josh, because Josh isn't cool. Yeah, we found the hundred. Not. We found all the crew from Winnie the Pooh, except oh, all did. of them. We didn't I... get. Okay, so we found a honey bear. We found a melancholy mule. I don't remember what the tiger's mod- modifier was, and we found the pig. Um, we did not find a roo or an owl. So the owl was in the tree. Oh, was owl in... I didn't see an owl in the tree. The owl was in the tree. <laughs> oh, so there's no rue. So, um... Or kanga. We, we had a sort of an interesting week where we had WoW BC and then not WoW AC. I'm... What? We had what? WoW before car and then no WoW after car. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, we want to talk about car now? <laughs> we yeah, should probably talk about the house. fact that a car So we were playing WoW on Wednesday night. <laughs> And all of a sudden, we heard a thump, and it was like somebody knocked a potted plant over. The problem is, we don't have any potted plants in the house. So, 
And it I was, was like, like, what the heck right, was that? Go see what the cat's knocked yeah, over, Yeah, let's go please, find Chris. out what the cat's knocked over. And so we go out, and I see in my front window is a headlight shining into the house. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not where a headlight should be. <laughs> Anna, so, there's a car in our garden. And she's like, you should call 911. And I was like, well, does this count as an emergency? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, Chris. And I realized there's a dude passed out in the car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's an emergency. That's for sure. So uh, we, get, we better call 911. Turns out some dude got high on heroin and drove his car into our front yard um, and uh, knocked a rock from our garden into the side of our house. And the car came like two inches from actually hitting our house and doesn't seem to have hit our house. Yep. That's the preliminary determination. Yeah. <laughs> we so, were very lucky. Yeah. So was he. So he actually left the road like four houses down from us and across the street. <laughs> he missed a, a truck, ran over a tree trunk, took out his car's oil pan and left a trail of oil between all two different yards across the street and up into our yard. Not which... only that, he missed two trees, two poles. <laughs> Two parked vehicles, and he managed to make it into our yard. And it's is... possible he was passed out the entire time, which yeah. is like even more skill. <laughs> He's, and I mean, we used to have a giant tree in our yard. If he'd hit that, he had no oh, seatbelt on. He would have been he fine. Been it would dead. No, because the branches are long. It would have just soft. It would have impact like softened the impact. I bet. See, it would have uh, been like a cushion really of pine lucky. needles. Be- I he's have, lucky. Yeah, he's lucky. Well, I have a friend that had a truck run into their house twice. Because of drunk, drunk twice? What, did it back up and do it again? No. no um, it's like, I didn't, interse- I didn't do that very well. Let me try again. They lived on a corner and their intersection didn't have a stop sign. And because of it, drunk drivers were just barreling through the intersection and missing and hitting her house. And she, she had to go to the city council to get them to put in a stop sign in that spot. So around and, the corner from us is actually a place where for like a year now there have been like flowers and decorations and stuff. And it's because someone did plow into that pole drunk because people take that corner way too fast yeah, even that, when they're sober. That's not related to our situation. Well, no, but related to her story yeah 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 and and she had like structural damage like i think the first time it, it took like the entire summer to get the house insurance to clear it and to get a contractor to fix it and then she got hit again and luckily um i don't think the second time was as bad but she had to like go to city council and they tried to deny the stop sign she had to get the paper involved and say look this this has happened to my house twice the, this intersection needs a stop sign but it sounded like your guy was just high on something. and yeah. Oh, yeah. He was super high. He was juiced, apparently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as... So the paramedics showed up and, like, they, they, sir, sir, are you conscious? Sir, sir, can you hear us? And, like, he opened his eyes and basically both paramedics went... <sighs> <laughs> like, audibly. I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's pretty good. And they're like... Sir, you hit a house. You like, drove what? into a house. No, and he's I didn't. like, "What? No, I didn't." And it's great because 
being completely blitzed, he's arguing with the cops on the sidewalk about the fact that he didn't drive into a house and they have to prove that he drove into a house. Sir, look at where your car is. <laughs> it's like, look where your car is, man. I was parking there. No, no, I, I was parking there. And then it became, I was aiming for the driveway. And then it became, I'm really tired. And then it became, I might have done some drugs yesterday. And then it became... <laughs> I may have done something today. And then they searched his car and his pockets and came up with a whole bunch of stuff. So I take it he got arrested? Uh, yes. He was sent to the hospital, so we didn't really see an arrest. But... Well, they had him cuffed. Oh, did they? With um, not handcuffs, those the white tie? things. Yeah, the zip ties. Yeah. Uh... So, you know, I'm really glad he didn't get hurt. I'm really glad that the house didn't get hurt. And I hope he gets sober in jail. And I plan to do nothing. I don't want this guy to know who we are, remember where he was. Yeah. <laughs> I want no. no reprisals from this gentleman. So, since the house I, seems pretty much undamaged. Yeah. So, I mean, worst case off. scenario, <laughs> the the rock that he threw up might have cracked our window seal. Maybe. I don't if, even think it did, but yeah. If it did, we won't even know until the winter when it starts to get cold. So and if it did, it's a few hundred dollars to replace. So it's <laughs> not even worth deductible. getting insurance. <laughs> it's not even worth getting insurance involved. So yeah, between the hill that our that our lawn is, and our lawn is like one of the few that's a sharp hill like that, and the huge rocks in the garden, he picked a really good yard to to drive into. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say picked so much as <laughs> ended up stumbled into. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Before that, we um, went to Drustvar. Oh, which which territory? Drustvar. I heard there's witches in that spot. Yeah, so it's totally Lovecraftian. It's super cool. It is not Lovecraftian at all. Yeah, it is, There's nothing Lovecraftian about that. Oh, no, that zone is totally Lovecraftian. Where's the Lovecraft? Those are just witches, like out of one of those... um, like out of a, a M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie, that's like it's like a quintessential American horror, which is stuff made out of wicker and bones, sort of horror movie. How is yeah, that no, it's there was no squiggly tentacle creatures from beyond the deep parts of the universe. Um, no, that was pretty Lovecraftian, okay, Chris. Right. Anyways, they were witches that were weak to silver, like you know everything that you don't like. And I forget what the other thing they were weak to was. Oh, big yawn from Simon. He's so cute on the camera. Mm -hmm. We should do this every week. <laughs> Cat cam. Um. So I'm playing a demon hunter. And Chris is playing a druid. And we got all the way through Drustvar and discovered the coven of witches. Dun, dun, dun. And Don't we created, spoil it, Anna. And we created the order... Of the ashen something of the silver embers. No, ashen embers. Ashen, ashen ember. embers, something like that. Yeah. So, or order of the burning, burning synonyms. Order of the order of the two nouns. Words that mean burning. Yeah. Order of the noun noun. We yeah. can we can yeah, have we it, it be yeah. a Mad Lib. <laughs> well, are and, you laughing um, at the link I just posted? No, let me take a look. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Welcome to Drustfall. We've got Grandma, Pumpkins. Oh, this is not going to play at all audio. <laughs> but yes, that, that, yep, that's where we went. I, I posted it in the Twitch chat too. Mm. So that was a good zone. I quite enjoyed that. 
So despite my misgivings about how blah I thought this expansion was going to be, I am enjoying myself. So we got up to 115. I felt that the story in that zone was very played out and done 8,000 times before in WoW, and I had no real interest in it. Yay! Um, Because we got to 115, we got to do two uh, um, opposition zones. So the way that it works... What, is, what are you talking about with opposition zones? So the way that it works is... The Alliance and the Horde are on separate islands. So the Alliance are on Cool Tiros, and the Horde are on Zamba Jamba Jamba. Someone help me out Zandalar? here. Zandalar. Yeah, that's it. So um, as an Alliance, every couple of levels, you get a mission to go to an Alliance beachhead in a new zone in Zandalar. And I assume the opposite is true if you're Horde. Yeah, I've had two missions right now that have taken me to you guys' neck of the woods. And I, I gotta say, I think the Horde got the short end of the stick as far as uh, zones this time around. Because your zones are a lot nicer. <laughs> I don't know. So we, we stumbled into... Um, a zone which was based off of a movie and it was like a girl that she was supposed to be a good guy, but then she was like, I'm going to sacrifice you to We found a, yeah, that one was based off, um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that's it. We found another one that was based off of the Wicker Man. Yeah. So inside of one of the little lion zones, there was like a little Wicker Man cult and it was great because I'm not familiar with Wicker Man at all. But Chris is. And I'm like, oh, here's what's going to happen next. And so Chris <laughs> randomly says, oh, there's just going to be next next thing you know, we're going to have a quest called Not the Bees. And like and we turned in the quest the and bam, world quest pops up. Not the Bees. And I turned to him. I said, how the hell did you know that, that was going to happen? How have you been on the internet for as long as you have and not run into a Not the Bees meme? So I think I, because The Wicker Man is technically a scary movie. Um, Anna would have rejected any content from it and would never have watched it. So, so, and we have been doing voice chat while we play WoW with uh, Kelly and uh, Power Lord, one of our. But other just to be clear, friends. The Wicker Man is not a scary movie unless you consider bad Nicolas Cage acting to be scary. Yes, and, and that is we went into scary, a cave. I'll be honest, and Chris basically shouted all the lines with the NPC. <laughs> So, like, you're essentially doing wow horror picture show from what it sounds. More or less. I, I didn't actually shout them, but I'm like, these are okay. the lines from the movie. And Anna was impressed with my knowledge of internet memes, which really brings me validation as a person. So, <laughs> it's like all this time that I've wasted on the internet, it finally means something. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so... Anyway, so, yeah, I'm finding a lot of... Re I think... Maybe they've leaned a bit too hard into the movie references this time around. <laughs> I mean, we found a bunch of movie references. We have the Hundred Acre Crew. At least they didn't have a t quest line around um, Winnie the Pooh. And I don't know. It's just a lot of like, what are we doing? And the most interesting stuff I've seen so far was like the opening cutscenes for the expansion with Jaina going to Kul Tiras. And we haven't gotten back to any of that stuff. So I don't know when I will give a crap about the story again. Um, so, I just have to do three zones, maybe yeah, four zones before it's like, that. Ugh. As an alliance person, you walk into Kul Taras and like are immediately placed under arrest. 
and it's like Jaina's mom up on their and some channel. fat crone. Yeah. And Chris turns to me and he's like, that's going to be a dragon, isn't it? Maybe not. We don't know. But we don't want to spoil it for people, Anna. <clears throat> See, <laughs> Which oh, is hard to do since we actually don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. So yeah, we, yeah. we ended up stopping at 115 because after the car, we kind of broke off and started doing our own games again. So I've been playing more Final Fantasy for Free Enterprise, so I do at least one run every day. And I'm actually getting better. So practice, practice. Don't put Simon doing that on the camera. Listen, it's a natural thing. He needs to do it. <laughs> Let him have some privacy. This is the good view. You don't want the other view. <laughs> oh, look, it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, Vaughn said the same thing. It's almost like you two were married. Yeah. I now used to he's hate licking your phone. <laughs> he likes to lick things. Anyway. He licks the walls. He licks the, the windows. He licks the, the table legs. He licks the bed. See, my dumb black cat likes to lick plastic. Yeah. He will, Does he have pica? He <clears throat> I don't know. He will go into my bathroom and he will lick the plastic on my trash can. And my husband, like, has to shut the door to my bathroom to get, get him to stop. Well, and it my drives, cat just as, likes to eat plastic and then he ends up throwing it up pica. on the carpet yeah. later. So <laughs> when he was a kitten, did he eat um, material? I don't know because he was, he was hand-raised by me. So... Yeah, who knows? Oh, did did some he... socialization Wait. issues then? Probably. <laughs> no, Josh. Did your cat hmm. eat like material, like blankets or clothing? Did they chew no, on that really. as, as a younger cat? Okay. Because no. apparently, when cats have pica, they progress from soft materials to hard materials. Hmm. We've been watching too much of my cat from hell. <laughs> Anna considers herself to be an honorary cat behaviorist at this point. So. <laughs> Anybody She's trying that to diagnose that everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I I moved my flags up to a harder setting. Oh, on the Final Fantasy Four thing. And then I moved up my flags to a harder setting again. Ooh, look at Anna getting. Ooh. Anna's a pro gamer now, folks. So I'm actually one step away from the qualifier flags from the previous from the tournament that's going on right now. Yeah. So, um, in terms of timing, most people finish the qualifier flags between 40 minutes and two hours. And me doing one step down, I'm consistently getting between an hour and an hour 30. So I want to try to get under an hour. That would be cool. My first run under an hour would be a big boost of confidence. Well, we will root for you. Thank you. I should really I start streaming. I want to see you stream it. these. Yeah, yeah. I should really start streaming it because I think it would be interesting for people to see it. Mm -hmm. I'm getting... When I first started playing, it was like I had to have the perfect party in order to feel like I was playing right. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Zeramis with like the twins and Rydia and Sid and Kane. Didn't you have um? Didn't you have Kane babysitting the kids? Or was um, that someone else? That was that was Elmagus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he actually went to to um to Zeramis with Kane and the three kids. 
and that's how he beat the game. And so it, it was Kane babysitting. And he didn't even age up right yet because he never went to the dwarf castle. So I, I'm just... I'm just picturing Kane letting the twins and baby Rydia stay up all night and eat ice cream. <laughs> I did actually beat the game once without going to the dwarf castle. Um, so I do actually have one victory screenshot from a couple days ago where, yeah, I have I have Kidia in my final party. So, yes, I I I, I defeated uh, Zeramis with a party of Kane. Um, Sid, Tella dead on the ground because he never had enough hit points to survive Big Bang. Um, Rosa and Kidia. Mm. So, yeah, some of my parties have gotten really weird. So, Imagine. Uh, the cool, the funny thing is, is um, the way that this mod works is um, the Zeramis sprite is always replaced with some other random sprite. Well, random within like the pool of 300 that have been injected into this mod. So the other day I defeated um, Ridleymus. <laughs> so yeah, that was my party for that fight was Edge, Sid, Yang, um, Perome, and Ridia. Adult Ridia, because I actually did have to go to the castle for that particular run. So, so wait, R Ridley from... Metroid is yeah. in this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just I had a boss sprite. They just put in a bunch, like uh, 200 plus boss sprites that replace zero. Yeah, almost 300. So yeah. I beat the game the other day. I defeated Frostmas. Just Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. Party was Yang, um, Kane in the back row, um, Sid, Rosa, and Edge. And basically, I just cast Berserk on everybody and then just like sat back and watched everybody fight have you ever had a particularly goofy one like bowser or um yeah so um i've had a couple of really huge ones um so hang on where's skype i don't actually recognize this guy and maybe you guys will so i had one that was chibi miss this is not play at all on a podcast Anna yeah sorry <laughs> and it was just a giant purple baby so if you can think of a game that has a giant purple baby boss let me know because I'm really curious I thought that the dolls turned into a giant purple baby when they fused together am I mistaken um, so Calcabrenna is more white than purple. Okay. It's been a while since I've played four, so I couldn't remember. Yeah, the other day I also defeated Thanimus. Oh, uh, Thanos? Yeah. Yeah. Which reminded did, us did we he... still need to see the Avengers Yeah, movie. we should actually watch <laughs> that Avengers movie. I was gonna say, did he snap his fingers? We haven't seen the new movie. Yeah, so. that doesn't make okay. any sense to us. Sorry. Okay. So, um, since I wasn't playing WoW and Chris was playing No Man's Sky, I decided that I would actually dive back into Atelier Sophie. 
So how did that go? Um, now that I have a guide and I know what I'm doing and I have a better grasp of what I'm doing, I'm loving that game. So I, in fact, I'm liking that game so much that at a lark, I looked at, um, um, what is it called? Um, a Lighty and Suell on Switch. To yeah, see. it's on sale right now. It is, so I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I ended up buying that one, too, when it went on sale, because I remember wanting it for my birthday, but um, it was still kind of expensive, so I ended up buying uh, Hyrule Warriors instead and not playing Hyrule Warriors very yeah, much. Yeah, so it's... 30 bucks on Amazon right now. It's half off. I couldn't believe it. So I'm like, I'm loving so Sophie so much. I'm probably going to barrel straight through it. And um, no one seems to like Ferris. Like, I, no I one seems to like Ferris. Well, my negative opinions towards it are because I played the Vita version, and the Vita version is garbage of Ferris. You don't want to play the Vita version. Like, I, I played like See, five hours. You, Anna, and there's had... more going on here. <laughs> She doesn't believe me that, like, wait, if you like the first one and the last one, you might like the middle one, too. But it's not going to be on a system that I'm going to want to play it. Yeah, the Vita version is just trash. Oh, is it not on Switch? No. No. Yeah, I played, like, five hours, and it hard-locked the Vita twice. I don't know, Anna. You've played so many bad Vita games. This, I still don't think you would be deterred. Okay. But it Not also has hard blocking. It yeah, also well, hasn't maybe. been on sale. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I picked up the PS4 version on sale. I don't know. It, it got down to like twenty bucks a year and a half or two years, a year and a half ago or something like that. See, it seemed like Flyrus uh, got hard to find for a little while because um, Amazon was still selling it for sixty bucks, and I ended up picking it up at uh, GameStop for thirty. Man, just because I didn't want it to get super hard to find. Yeah, they're usually pretty good at hitting their numbers on that, making enough that they, you know, it never gets super cheap, but mm-hmm. usually doesn't get super expensive. Yeah, I just I was afraid of you know. There's always that threshold where you can can never tell if it's going to go back down or back up. So, yeah, I jumped on it. Well, if you like Sophie, you may like Ferris too. Like Ferris, it went, I I don't know, like it, it, it went open world. Like you're wandering around this open world and you carry your Atelier with you. So it's even less focused than Sophie was. So I'm not sure if you'll like that or not. So I'm probably going to skip straight to um, <laughs> Lighty and Suelle is the plan. The more people tell me about Firus, the less I want to play it. it and no one either. has told me that it is crucial to play it between the two. Even people that have played all three have been like, no, you're good. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I can't tell you. I haven't played Lydian Suell yet. So, plan right now is Sophie to Lydian and Suell. Because I am really enjoying Sophie now that I understand how the game works. Mm. Guide was very helpful. I could probably stop using the guide, but honestly, it's been so helpful in just focusing me that I'm probably just going to keep on it. I haven't been like following it to the precise letter, um, but I am 90% following it. Yeah. 
So, are you still playing Octopath, Kelly? Yes, yes, I am. Um, I just finished Ophelia's chapter two last night, which was pretty short. Um, you, you just go into the woods and fight a wolf, and that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I did that one just the other day, too. And now I'm working on the four characters, chapter two, who I haven't been playing as much. Uh, oh, you got to that part. Yeah, I yeah. have issues with that. <laughs> yeah, o Obrick, Alfin, um, the dancer chick whose name is, is escaping, oh, Primrose. Primrose, yeah. And uh, who else? Oh, and the merchant chick. Tressa. Yeah, Tressa. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of tell that um, Hannet, Theron, Cyrus, and Ophelia are my main party members because they're like level hovering. Well, Hannet is just dinged level 41, <laughs> and the rest of them are kind of hovering in the mid 30s. And then the other four that I've left in the end have only around level 20. <laughs> so you're, you're further along than I am because my, I, I think my main party is like low to mid 30s but some of those characters that i haven't used much are down around like level 10 level 12 and you got to have them level 25 you know like anywhere from 21 to 28 to do chapter twos yeah i i gotta say i am not a fan of the pacing in this game especially no. if you want to complete all of the stories because it, it is so easy for certain characters to just get behind especially if you have four that you like like a lot well, and I mean, the pacing's not good either even if you just want to concentrate on three or four characters yeah. because that just means you're going to be doing a whole butt ton of grinding yeah yeah and uh i don't know why they didn't leave it so that uh um you know the characters who aren't in your main party couldn't get experience as well yeah, that that seems like a poor design choice, especially on a on a very character driven game like this, where they encourage you to recruit everybody. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been kind of dealing with that right now. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Amazon had a deal on a tablet arm for uh, reading a tablet in bed. Which oh, I, did you get a switch arm? Yes, I got yeah. a switch on, and I I installed it last night, and I've got to admit that that is quite handy. It makes me not want to leave the bed. It oh, also makes know. me feel incredibly lazy. <laughs> just put, put it at eye level, take off the Joy-Cons, and just sit and play. And it, it's a pretty strong tablet arm, too. Um I'm almost a little bit too strong because the arm itself is like really hard uh, plastic. So trying to adjust it correctly is kind of a pain in the butt. And I don't, I don't have a headboard. I have a nightstand that I have it clamped to, but the nightstand kind of has a beveled edge. So it doesn't really stay on there as good as I would like it to. Mm -hmm. But, um, that being said, uh, yeah, that, that tablet arm is nice. <laughs> um, what else? So yeah, r right now I'm trying to level up uh, Primrose a little bit more so that I can go do her story because right now her, her chapter two 
is at 21, but I'd like to get her to at least level 30 so that I don't have nearly as much time, don't have nearly as much of an issue getting through her story. Yeah, I've I've been able to get a few of the I, I got I can't remember which character it was. I was able to like limp through his chapter, even though he was under leveled. You know, it said you, he was supposed to be 25 and he was only like 17 or 18. Uh, you can make it through, but it was it was kind of a pain. You know, yeah, I was having to constantly, he, you know, he would get constantly killed by the enemies and then you'd have mm-hmm. to revive him. You had to go See, with them. Yeah, go ahead. No, see, and that's what I'm afraid of is that, yeah, I'm going to be able to limp through their chapter, too. But then when I get to their chapter three, when it's wanting to be around the 40s, then what? Yeah. (laughs) A whole ton more grinding. Because I I could probably go do my main fours chapter threes very easily because they're they're putting it like haunted as around level 37. And she was the main character I picked from the beginning. Yeah. It's just uh, this game is not good for people that are OCD about their levels and <laughs> made that like the, the levels even. Yeah. And I'm sure. Have you found the same grinding spot I have outside outside of I think like Goldshire where you kill two birds? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it's kind of the prescribed grinding spot that everyone says to do when you're trying to get to at least level forty. Hmm. And I, yeah, I, I can't tell you where the name of it is now, but it's like a spot with um, two birds that are really easy to kill if you just have uh, two hunters and two warriors in your party. And I found that you can get them down pretty easily if you uh, poison them, too. Yeah. I so. mean, in, in fairness, I mean, the combat is set up so that if you it rewards people who are playing the game intelligently, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a good job of taking advantage of enemy weaknesses, you can you can get past nasty enemies, but it does make those enemies take a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I do like how the boss fights are not just a uh, not just a face roll. No. That you actually have to sit there and really think about, okay, well, am I going to spend all of my turns breaking them and then just take pot shots while they're broken? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to spend several turns just hitting them once and then when they're broken, um, just going all out? And also kind of like, do I save? Like when I'm, like if I got a character who has a, you know, has a weapon that the boss is weak to, do I save that character and make sure he has plenty of uh, turns available if the boss starts, like, uh, souping up for a big attack? Like, I want to be able to break the boss quick, you know? I don't want to give the boss the... or Well, well, I mean, you don't have to break the boss. You can go defense on that, too. But, Mm -hmm. like, I I a lot of times, like, tried to keep at least one of my characters with a bunch bunch of turns to try and break the boss before he can do a before he can pull off a big attack. So there's like a lot of interesting strategy to it. It's just, I'm not crazy about how much grinding there is in between. Yeah. Yeah. And also I've found that, um, using your buffs and debuffs to your advantage, to your advantage is highly recommended. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's several ways you can do that. You can either have a dancer in your party to buff up your character's attack, or you could have the thief skill to um, lower their defense. And I've also found poison to be incredibly useful. Yeah. 
there, there's a lot. Most of the characters have some way, like uh, Tressa. Um, she has this ability where she can bring in uh, mercenaries mm-hmm. and uh, pull off lots of different types of attacks. Like you can spend a thousand gold and bring in someone who has po- have, has a powerful sword attack. But the guy who who does that sword attack also gives your entire party like an attack buff. So you can use her to like buff your party as well. And a lot of the other characters have those kind of hidden talents if you can find them. Like, uh, oh crap, the uh, the. Oh, which one is it that the is it Ophelia that is carrying around the uh, flame? Yeah, yeah, she yep. can a follower. Yeah, that's the same sort of thing. Like you can pick up followers of her that can give your party buffs too. There's, See, there's I to the game. I mean, it's neat from that standpoint. It just kind of falls. I'm more of a story person than a mechanics person, so it kind of. It, it takes too long between the story bits to get back to, you know, what get back to that stuff for me. Mm-hmm. See, I haven't, and I haven't even been taking advantage of Hannah's ability to capture monsters, oh. which I really should be doing. Yes, you should. Like every Namely, time, yeah. Every time, every time you get a monster low in health, you need to be uh, ca- trying to capture it because you can get a huge variety of different, you know, elemental attacks and special attacks with that. Especially since I'm grinding in this one spot that has a danger level of 45. Yeah. (laughs) So you're a lot farther along than I am. Oh, I mean, this particular spot that's danger level 45 is really easy to cheese at low levels if you know what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the cool thing about the game. Like, it's totally... the. it's set up in a way that you can overcome things with just your own intelligence of figuring out the battle system. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and trying to figure out the builds for the characters with all the secondary abilities. When mm-hmm. I, when I figured out that um, dancers uh, level three secondary ability is a uh, SP regen, I ground up the job points to be able to teach that to most of my characters just because <laughs> of how handy it was to, because um, Ophelia gain at this point gains like twelve SP per turn, and because she's my main healer, she can easily t- t- um, take care of the healing and some of the damage. Because I have her subbed as a scholar, and Ophelia is a little bit OP in this game. <laughs> the magic, well, yo, know, magic's always yeah, OP, or usually overpowered. Mm-hmm. And then I have Cyrus as, you know, his main is a scholar, but I've been subbing him as an apothecary so that he can drop poisons on people and uh, pinch Rez if Ophelia is down. <laughs> so, There's yeah. so many different ways to skin the cat in that game. Hey. <laughs> no, don't skin my cat. No. <laughs> it's different ways to cook an omelet. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do like the game. I haven't put it down yet. I just, I wish that the pacing was just a little bit better or there was a better catch-up mechanic. Yeah. It, it feels like they could have cut, you know, whatever it would be, like 10 or 15 hours of just grinding. All they would have had to have done is just let people do uh, bench EXP where p- people get half. Yep. 
Yep, that's all they would have had to do. I mean, you get the other stuff later on where like some of the characters have the ability where they can just avoid random encounters. So mm -hmm. you can kind of manage that kind of stuff where you can move around to different places without be having to deal with that. But yeah, it, it really becomes a pain. That Also that you can't change your party very easily either. You have to go back to an end, which also makes it a pain that you can't you know swap your party around and get more people in to get experience. Yeah, they should have let you do that at save points. I mean, that's a, another kind of weakness from the story standpoint is that there are times in the story where um, there's just a dissonance between, you know, you've got this party of four people and you have another four people probably hanging around, but then the story kind of plays it like it's one you know, it's the one character. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, he gets locked in jail. Well, why can't one of the other people come and break him out, you know? Mm-hmm. Except for the banter, which I do appreciate. Yeah. I, pr I particularly like the banter between Cyrus and Therion because uh, Cyrus gets on Therion's nerves with all of the mansplaining. <laughs> I thought the stream went dead, but I think it's just a cat walking in front yeah, of the... Yeah, it's just uh, a cat in front of the camera. <laughs> that, that is a, a big cat cute. ass. Yeah. No, that's his front. Okay, I could... Just all black. I see is a black blob. Exactly. Because he's a black kitty. <laughs> that's what happens with black kitties. There you go. Better view now. All right, so who else has played a game? Whew. Um... I didn't get a chance to talk about the horde side. Oh, of... horde side! Wow. Horde side. So, so, do you guys like trolls? Um, or, or tr not, not or... on our website. No. Do, do you like wow trolls? No. Yamon. Anna does. Do... I don't. Are you a particular fan of Black Panther? Because um, the... sure, sure, the, that was the, a good movie. The horde side is pretty much Black Panther with WoW trolls. Oh, because like cool. So basically, the entire expansion is just one movie reference after another. It sounds like. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all of the Zandalari trolls in the horde area, when you click on them, say Zandalar forever. Oh, for goodness. As sake. as if Wakanda forever, and the one of the meta achievements for I think um, the lore master or something is. Zandalar forever in reference to Black Panther, mm -hmm. which I th I thought was kind of neat. And you you talk about like movie and cartoon references. You guys have Winnie the Pooh. We have Wiley e. Coyote on our side. Oh, nice. Because in, in the desert area, there is a Volpera named Wiley that's running around with a giant cartoon rocket. <laughs> And there's also a uh, bird NPC called a Ridge Runner that runs around the same area. I haven't run a into Ridge him. Runner. No. Yeah, not a Road Runner. No. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, what else? I I love the Volpira uh, NPCs. I want them as a playable race, like you wouldn't believe. Like I would sell my soul to get those foxy people as a playable race because they are so cute and so psychotic and i just want to rub their ears and hug them i don't know if you guys have had the uh, i haven't even seen them till just now i'm just looking at them like yeah see i thought aren't they, they were... aren't they an allied race yeah they are no yeah not yet Pe people I'm... think they're gonna be because i'm looking at customization options in a video is this just made up crap yeah okay 
people think they're oh they're gonna a potential be... one. Oh. Yeah. yeah those look cute but they're crazy oh, you say yeah uh so you're helping free them from the snake people okay because the snake people have kidnapped a whole bunch of them and they're like, they're like selling them as slaves and stuff and you're helping free them and the one that you that kind of befriends you at the beginning of the zone is just really like go get them want to get into battle and she, she's really cute and she also has uh, a caravan that's drawn by two alpacas that people are in love with and she okay. sings to the alpacas I'm, I'm sad that there aren't alpaca mounts in this expansion yet but I have a feeling that they might if people say enough that they might become uh, mounts later because that's just how Blizzard rolls but uh, I don't know how I'm kind of ambivalent to the expansion right now because I'm only 119. Um, unfortunately, I had to work this week and I was only off like Thursday and Friday, so I haven't had a chance to really dive in. Unlike my husband, who took the week off and was level 120 by <laughs> by the next like, day. When, well, it was I think by like Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, it was Wednesday because he dinged 120 right as I finished my last task for work um, because we I took Thursday and Friday off. So, and the time that it took me to, like, actually work, he got through the entire thing, but he's still doing, he's doing world quests and trying to get the um, BFA Pathfinder achievement right now so that, that that's yeah. how you unlock flying. They, yeah. Wait, it's in already? No, right? It's just part one. Okay. Yeah. But he's doing the the legwork so that when they actually add it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like one of the first things I try to get done now is at least part one. That way when part two drops, I'm not behind. And, you know, part, part one is usually like explore everything, do all the quests. Um, I think there's like doing 100 world quests in this one. And yeah, it's just it kind of behooves you to at least get started and every your reward is um increased mounted speed. And then I imagine part two will be the uh, oh and get to revered with everyone. Which also ties into the world quest thing. So yeah, yeah I haven't and, um, unlocked world quests yet. I'm only one sixteen. Um, yeah, um you have to get friendly with everyone to unlock world quests. Well, I would so need... just kind of yeah. So I don't have a way to get friendly with everyone yet because I don't have quests to do to get friendly with everyone. I guess I have to do more story content. I think as long as you yeah, as long as you're doing the story content, you should at least I'll get, get there. friendly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also in love with the turtle people in this expansion. Um, if so you... is this a race that was introduced first in Hearthstone, and now we're finally getting it here? I don't know. Because I, I remember the Tortolans from the uh, Hearthstone expansions, and then, like, now are they... Now we're apparently getting them in the game. I still haven't gotten to that zone, so I haven't seen them myself. But it seems like... Did we see these first in Hearthstone? Is How weird is that? <laughs> yeah, I, there are Tortolans in Hearthstone, so... Hmm. Yeah, they were in the Journey to Angoro expansion yep. yep which explains why i saw a couple of tortolans playing hearthstone under the water yeah 
There's a lot of Hearthstone references in this expansion. Like, I ran into an inn where a, a human was singing the, or a bunch of kids were singing the Har- Kobolds and Catacombs expansion theme song. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, I know these lyrics. It's from the Kobolds and Catacombs expansion. It's like, okay. That's cute. It is weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear the voice of the female Tortol one is Tress McNeil from The Simpsons. Is it? Is it like okay? Is it like very slow? No. Or, okay, because that's the one I know it, from Hearthstone. So it, if you're familiar with Futurama, it's her doing the mom voice. Nah, mom, mom from front, Mom's Friendly Robot Company. Okay. I don't know. I've Googled it and nothing comes up, but I swear it's her. So if somebody wants to re- research that for me, be my guest. Because it, it sounds like her, but I've been wrong when it comes to voice actors before. So here's the weird part about Winnie the Pooh references in this game. Mm-hmm. WoW makes heavy use of the guy who does the Winnie the Pooh voice for Disney. Yeah. And so like if <laughs> if they really wanted to, they could have full-on Winnie the Pooh parody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they could, but I don't think They're Disney probably would not be very happy enough. with yeah, that. Yeah, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> and yeah, Jim Cummings shows up somewhere in this expansion. I know my husband ran into him. I haven't um, run into him yet, but that it was definitely him. Yeah. Because he, he played Odin in the last expansion and Laura Walker Cho. In, uh, the previous one, yeah. Previous one. Okay, yeah. we done with WoW? We should probably be done yeah. with WoW. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll probably be talking about it a lot more when I unlock World Quest and I'm cur- cursing the fact that I can't fly yet. Oh, uh, Power Wood says apparently Soldier 76 has been giving him missions to invade the Horde Zones. That's a little weird. All right. Well, so what have we got left that we haven't played? talked about uh josh do you have any games right yeah yeah well it's been forever since i've been on so yeah yeah, i've got some games uh beyond octopath i've been uh after i finished zvi i kind of like bounced around looking for something else to play and then eventually i i settled on yet another falcom game oh which one what a shock uh one that never came out in an, in the West. Ooh, uh, fan or fan translation? Oh yes, fan translation. Nayuta no Kiseki. Mm. Which is kind of like a cross between the Trails games and the Ease games. It's Although got Kiseki it's... in the title, so that means exactly. it is a Trails game, right? It is, but it's it it is a spin-off. Okay. It, it doesn't have the Legend of Heroes moniker in front of it. All and right. it's as far as I can tell, it's not uh, directly related to the Trails games. Okay. Unless it's just set, like, you know, thousands of years before or after or something like that. I wish, it, wait, who it, cares? Yeah, exactly. It, it's very much set up to be a spinoff. The combat, it's action, not turn-based. It very much feels like the, uh, the Ease games on the PSP. And the combat is really fantastic. Like, um... In some respects, it's almost like a evolution of the Zvi games because you have your main character and then you have this little fairy-like character that tags along with you that can do magic 
using one of the buttons. So it plays a lot like Zvi, where you've got your main attacks that you're kind of chaining into combos, but then you also have magic attacks that you can use against enemies and kind of mix and match the two, depending on the enemies you're you're facing. So it, it, it's a ton of fun to play, like all of those Ease uh, games were on the PSP. It's kind of a shame it didn't come out here. Um, when I started playing it, someone tweeted at me like, you know, like that. it's a really awesome game, but you, you're almost better off playing it without the fan translation. And oh boy, were they right. <laughs> the what, fan what? translation is just like, like, well, how are you going to understand it? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> like seriously, oh. you don't necessarily understand it that much better. Oh. Like, like one of the characters, here, here's a good line from it. You don't see that kind of scene too often. I don't think man use at all. Oh, that's what? That's perfectly <laughs> clear, right? <laughs> so high and mighty. Don't draw a frown on me. I, mm. Okay. Weren't you saying on Twitter that this fan translation was done by one person that was being kind of a jerk about it? Okay. That, that's my memory of when this came. Uh, yeah, this fan translation came out two or three years ago, and there were there were there was some drama with him. Like some some people kind of wanted to go in and edit it and improve it, you know. And he was just like, "No, no, I like Dra- it like this." Drama with a fan translation? Yeah, Say never. it's not so. Never. Yeah, it's a shame. It's like a, it's a really fun game. I mean, the story seems pretty straightforward and simplistic. You kind of. You come across this fairy, some bad guy has stolen this magical item. You have to go to another world and get it, you know, defeat the bad guy and get it back. Otherwise, he'll ruin the world. You know, kind of kind of straightforward story stuff. But the gameplay is really good. It's a fun little game to kind of play on my PSP every once in a while. Just pull it out and play through a little bit of it. It's just a shame about the translation. But I haven't been playing too much of that this week because I got a game for review. And thankfully, I the embargo, the preview embargo lifted, so I can at least talk about it because that's Yakuza Kiwami Two. Ooh, ooh, yes, I've been beating up thugs in Camarochoro again. Oh, here we oh. go. But you can't so talk about it. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I can, I can talk about it only in a preview sense. All right. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> means I can't say anything past, like, I don't know what it was, Chapter 4. Oh, all right. It's so good. It's a Yakuza game, isn't it? It is. It's All right, so it, people it's... people rated the first Kiwami a little lower than I expected. Is this going to be uh, better, or is this going to be the same thing? Like, I, I, I got to admit, yeah, when I, re- I remember when I read Sam's review of it, I was kind of, of Kiwami, I was kind of, like, stunned at how low it was, and then I eventually got around to playing it, and I understood why. Because uh, the the first game is, A, it's much more of just like a straight crime drama. It, that was before they kind of got, like, part of what makes Yakuza work, at least for me, is you have, like, the very serious main story, and then you have all the goofy side stories and side content that you can do, and you can kind of mix and match the two together. So you get, you know, go and do a bunch of the serious main story with yakuza you know tearing off their shirts and fighting and screaming at one another and then you can go and you know play some mahjong or darts or you know you'll have something where you'll have to oh god what was the good one from yakuza zero where you had to help a kid get 
get his copy of Dragon Quest Three on oh. launch day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good side story. Yeah. Very, which important. of course involved beating up uh, beating up thugs. You it's know, because it all... how everything involves beating up people, huh? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, almost everything does. But so this one is it's done in the the same engine as Yakuza Six. The Kiwami was done in the earlier engine, which I don't remember the name of. But this is done in the same engine as Yakuza 6, so it looks gorgeous. They've done a really good job of actually improving the engine. The performance of the game is much better than Yakuza 6. Like, Yakuza 6 looked gorgeous, but there were times where the frame rate would drop a little bit, or you would get... The main thing I remember noticing was, like, screen tearing when you would spin the camera around really fast in the middle of, you know, in some of the, like, the theater district where there's a ton of people and a ton of different you know, uh, advertisements and lights and all that, you spin the camera around and everything, you know, you get screen tearing and the frame rate would drop. But that really doesn't happen anymore, or at least I haven't noticed it so far in uh, the sequel. So they've actually fixed up the technical aspect. And Yakuza 2 is where the series kind of started getting that balance between serious crime drama and side quests. So it, it, it like, this game is really good. Like, also, everything I've always heard about it, because this is the first time I've ever played it. I got into the series with 3, and 2 is a little bit tricky to find on PS2, so I've been kind of holding out hope for years that they were going to release it. Uh-huh. They basically got paid off. And this one kind of has, like, the best... It is generally consider, seems to be generally considered by fans to have the best bad guy, and uh, uh, Ryuji Goda so far seems like, oh, he, he's a really good bad guy. Cool. So I'm enjoying bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really enjoying that. But of course it's, it wouldn't be Yakuza without, you know, goofy fun side stuff. Like, so there's this, um, Mm -hmm. so you can go to these, um, kiosks where you can watch videos. And of course, some of the videos are adult oriented, and and like so, uh, I went in there. You you sit down. Kiryu sits in a sits what? in a little booth with a TV in it, and like here, your your like your video options are: my girlfriend is a demon, what? a splash pink, um, and an ant eater killed my husband. What? Yeah. So you got to choose an ant eater killed my husband, don't you? And that's a porn? you got to know what. Yes. Wait. See, that that's kind of hilarious because anteater is slang for an uncircumcised man. Oh. Ah. Okay. See, I missed that's, the. Uh, I wouldn't know. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. So you so you put this on. You don't watch the video. No. All you see is Kiryu watching the video, and uh-huh. then you can hear the voice acting. So like, there's this. So watching. Oh, please tell anteater, me it's terrible. Oh, it's fantastically terrible. It's awesome. So you could hear this woman like harass, you know, like harassing this guy, and this guy's like, you know, like I can't, I can't do anything. I'm married, and the woman's like, but ever since that anteater killed my husband, I've just been so turned on. Um. Okay. And then afterwards, Kiryu is like critiquing the plot of these pornographies where, where like that one, he's like, that one, this one was about the relationship between a widow and a young man. Seemed pretty forceful. That aside, do anteaters really kill people? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Yes, here you focus on the plot, not not what actually was going on. There you go, bud. <laughs> I actually did appreciate you watch, that. So did you watch the other two pornos, and did he have insightful commentary on them? Yeah, they were a little bit more tame than that. Okay. <laughs> I just love that Kiryu's focused on the plot rather than, you know, it, what what the people are actually doing. It's Lord appropriate, help. right? Yeah. He's, he's so, he's so quaint. Ever since I, I, there was that article with one of the producers talking about Kiryu being a virgin, like I, I noticed this stuff now. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he really is a virgin. Is, is that confirmed? No, that's like oh. this was a this was an interview with one of the producers on it, and he 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 didn't say that's the canon, but like that's his own pet theory is that Kiryu is actually always hold a held a torch for the uh, the woman who was killed in the first game, and mm -hmm. thus he's never ne even with all the hostesses he's dated and everything, he's never never done gone all the way because he well, holds he, a torch for the. Go ahead. He could he could very well be asexual. Could be. Given his uh, co commentary about porn pots, I mean that's that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. So it was just something. I just lost it when I when I read that. <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, I've been doing that. I got to the um, oh geez, the toilet. The what? The toy? Oh, do you not? Here, I can put a link in Skype. Do I really want to? Because this was a real thing that Sega did. Can you see the... Did you get the link in Skype? Yeah, I've got it. So. This was a real it. thing that Sega did. I don't remember how many years ago, and now they put it into... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. The, the games with urinals? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is really weird. <laughs> I feel like you have to you have to control your flow in order to win the game. Very odd. <laughs> hey, I, I'm jealous that dudes get to do this and girls don't. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're jealous there aren't games. Yeah. Go along with toilets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at best we could get maybe like a pilot wings hit the target. Okay, I think <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> I've gotten the move on. Challenge unlocked. <laughs> what are we talking about? Do you have any other games, Josh? No, no, that's that's enough, isn't it? It, it is. Um, oh, what is this? Anna found a picture of a Mimikyu getting into the Pikachu herd. That's so cute. I didn't know that happened. Oh, I better put that on the stream so people can see. I never saw that. Oh, that's so cute. There's a Mimikyu in with all the Pikachus. I want to live in Japan some days. This is one of those days. It's just a perfectly normal Pikachu. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. That's... What what am I talking about? <laughs> oh, all right. It's time for news. I think it's time for news. I believe so. Beep 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 beep. Yeah, because all I've been doing is playing No Man's Sky and, and Battle for Azeroth, and No Man's Sky is still really fun to me. I'm super addicted to it. I may have learned how to dupe items this week which has opened up a new level of temptation and depravity. Um, this 
despite all this, I'm still having fun. And that's the important part. I, I me, did have least. a question about No Man's Sky. Yeah. You, you talked last week about like finding that ship and fixing it up. I, yeah. Is it up on blocks in your front yard? No. From Alabama, that 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 is my understanding of what you're supposed to do when you're fixing up your car. You no, have it I'm out using on it. Blocks I'm using in the front it. Yard. No, no, I'm. You, oh, you okay. Enough to use it and then driving around. I've learned that's a very inefficient way to do things in this game. You're better off taking <laughs> it as trade-in towards a new vehicle, um, and that that's the right way to treat those those scrapped ships. So. Um, you'll spend a lot less money and, and progress a lot faster with a lot of, but if you want to have that challenge and feel invested in the ship, then it's fun. And that's what I did. And it was fun. And now the new ones I find, I'm like, no, I'm just trading this in. <laughs> Cause it gives you a disc when you trade it with someone, you can basically a discount off of buying a new ship. And so I'm currently on the, on the hunt for the perfect S rank ship. And there ain't no way I can cheat this. I got to find it um, myself because, um, Okay, so No Man's Sky, the best way to kind of find rare stuff is to go to a system that other people have discovered the rare stuff in. The problem is, ever since this new update came out, people like me who start a new game can't unlock the ability to travel to other people's worlds uh, because the, the portal glyphs aren't actually dropping for me, and that's a bug they haven't fixed. Um, so until they fix that, I can't actually go find... Uh, to go to the portal coordinates and 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 zoom over to people's um, stuff that they've discovered, I have to get there the long way, which could be a very very long way, and have no clue about how to get there because there's it's a very large galaxy. So um, yeah, I have to just kind of discover it myself, or or stumble into someone else's local discovery, and maybe they'll be kind and put out a little communication station that says, "Hey, high rank item here, stay." And no, I haven't seen anything like that. So anyway. Whatever. I'm still having tons of fun in it. It's so chill, and I just love just vegging out on that game for a while. And, oh, it's been so relaxing. But, um, yeah, that's my gaming. Let's talk about news. It seems like we have an actual announcement of Torchlight Frontiers, which I thought we talked about last week. but I, guess... I don't think we did. Um, no? Oh, okay. So, I couldn't tell by this trailer is this still gonna be like a dungeon crawler i don't know that we know because <laughs> the, the way that the trailer made it out like it was gonna be some kind of survival thing mm -hmm. but i i mean i i could be completely wrong and it could be a, a dungeon crawler and they're just well we didn't see any gameplay footage in this thing, yeah really. so we don't know how it's gonna play it yeah. is some sort of shared world experience which people are theorizing to mean like the first um guild wars Okay. As in, like, um, you can meet up in a hub and then go into a shared mission environment together, right? And um, that's certainly, there's something to be said for that. That that would make some sense. Um, but I don't know. And, uh, yeah, so that that's all we know is they've designed, it's a new title. Max Schaefer is is involved, which is, like, weird. So, like, Runic, Runic Games is gone, but now that we've got a new game being developed by some of the people from Runic Games, and it's a Torchlight game, and perfect world's going to publish it so i don't know what's going on there obviously weird financial stuff <laughs> but um they are saying this is going to come out in 2019 and okay, we well, will we'll pay attention to yeah we'll see if they make that date. yeah so this might be the mmo too we don't really know or it'll be this half mmo guild wars one style so yeah it's weird of them releasing an mmo in 2019 when 
MMOs aren't the new hotness anymore. Yep. Well, they spent forever working on it, so I guess they got to release it. <laughs> I mean, as as long as they do like the Guild Wars uh, buy-to-play model and not try to charge a monthly fee, I imagine that they could do okay with it. But Oh, surely. No, no one's charging a monthly fee except for WoW at 14. And 11. Yeah, well. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll be curious. I'll be following this because I love the first two games. I just... I hope that they kind of keep the dungeon crawling aspect of it. All right. Um, so we've got uh, new info about the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 thing. So this is the prequel expansion content that they're putting out. It takes place 500 years before Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I'm not going to list the names here, but you can see the names of the people who show up that you can play as in the in the game and the and the blades that they're paired with um and technically there's kind of like minor spoilers and stuff if you're not very far along in the game so i'll leave you to read the story on your own but that's all been announced and it will be out um for expansion pass owners on september 14th and there'll be a physical copy on the 21st so you can check that out if you're into xenoblade chronicles 2 and are looking for more content um, West of Loathing, uh, one of my be- favorite games from last year, is getting a physical release on August 17th. Uh, is Well, that's when you can order it from Live and Run Games' website, and then I guess they'll ship it to you when it's done printing and stuff. Um, the the pre-order is still open until the end of the month. I think it's two weeks on all the Switch games that you can just pre-order a regular version of the game. Okay. So, I mean, that's open now, actually, because it's yeah. the 18th yeah. today. Mm-hmm. So, so you can go pre-order that now, and then they'll ship it out to you if you want a physical copy for some reason. Uh, highly recommended if you're into physical-only games and you haven't played West of Loathing, because West of Loathing's real funny. Bandai Namco has got, given us a date for Dark Souls Remastered on the Switch. It's going to be October 19th. And that will also be the day the Solaire of Astara Amoeba will be um, released. And then uh, can get the amiibo. Are we getting? Are we getting a single cell organism? Amiibo, solar? amiibo. Sorry, <laughs> Solera Vastora amiibo. There, I think I got it right there, Tom. Praise the mitochondria. Praise the mitochondria. There you go. Yeah. Um, Vesteria Saga is coming mm. out to the West next year. What is Vesteria Saga? This is the one that's done by the uh, the guy who was originally involved with the first, uh, what was it, like five Fire Emblem titles? Okay. Uh, Shoziro Kaga. So should this be like a really old school Fire Emblem then? Yes. Um, basically, he and, I don't know, he got paired up with a development house and they made a, a uh, it was like an RPG maker type product but it's for srpgs for strategy rpgs called srpg studio and actually that the srpg studio is coming out next week in english on steam and the vesteria saga was kind of done like as a promotional thing so like here's it here's the kind of game you can make in in this srpg studio But I'm okay. honestly more I'm I'm as excited, if not more so, about the SRPG studio coming out because that always seemed like pretty pretty nifty to me. Yeah, Being the able com- to make, go ahead. The combat is right out of Fire Emblem. 
Yeah, like it, it is just generic enough to not be legally actionable. <laughs> Which he's had trouble with before. But you're not a I lawyer. Mean, <laughs> not providing clear. legal advice, but just this side of not legally actionable. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, he did have that 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 uh his first game after he left intelligent systems they did threaten to sue him because it looked looked too similar and sounded too similar to fire emblem <laughs> okay what was that tear ring saga i think uh, strawberry brought that up well i mean you know having a strategy game where it cuts to a scene is nothing new that's something that shining force does but the Having the HB and uh, the HB bars right there, and having the counterattack animations and stuff like that, I watched it through and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's copying Fire Emblem's homework and not changing your name just a little <laughs> bit." Yep, yep. It looks a lot like the early Fire Emblem games. Ooh, a whole lot like the earlier Fire Emblem games. But that's cool. Hey, I'll take another Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem-ish game. Yeah, and I would be curious to play around with the strategy RPG maker. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that'd be cool. I, I've never had an interest in trying to create like a, a long linear JRPG, but a, a strategy RPG could be kind of interesting to try and fool around with. Cool. All right. And we've got a demo coming for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. So if Yay! you've been waiting for Monster Hunter on the Switch, um, I, I'm still going to encourage you to play Monster Hunter World because I think that's a better experience overall. However, if you want the kind of older school, best of Monster Hunter, old school monsters, but very low in the story department game, uh, that's Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. It'll be on the Switch. They've got a demo. You can try it out. Whew. And uh, it's on. it's on the eShop now. And it does have local and online co-op, so they'll give you like some some pre-made sets of equipment so you can go online and practice playing against monsters or uh, with other people. So you can see if you're into that, and then you have your portable Monster Hunter, if you've been missing that with the whole console-based and PC-based Monster Hunter World action that's been going on. By the way, PC can... version of Monster Hunter World looks amazing. The only reason I'm not doing it is because of all, how many hours I invested on my PS4 character. Because like the PC version looks like the way to go because load times are so small. <sighs> I honestly don't think my machine would be able to run it. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably very demanding, huh? Yeah. 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 <sighs> I got a 1070 though, so I could do it. I'm just, I'm just saying no because that means I have to start playing the game over again. And um, I know that like your your monster hunter could... savants, the people who are just amazing at it, can just grind back up in no time. But I'm not that guy. <laughs> I mean, I could probably run it, but it would be very slideshowy. Oh, play and it on minimal a... and see how it looks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, that would be the t kind of game that you would really want to have like a good rig to just to be able to appreciate. Yeah, that's, oh, Lord, it's, a, it's a fun looking game. It, it, this isn't related, but have you seen the screenshots of Yakuza Zero on PC turned no. all the way down to the lowest settings? No, is it bad? And I, oh god, it looks like you've got Vaseline smeared on your glasses. <laughs> it's totally unintelligible. Oh, here we Man. go. I've got it on Kotaku. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like it looks like a 1990s adventure game. 
Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I think they went a little too far trying to just make it run. I mean, it, it's just how the game scales, so... That's what it looks like when I try to play games without my glasses on. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you, Kotaku, for putting that up. (laughs) All right. Etrian Odyssey Nexus is coming west in February. Uh, It's going to be called Etrian Odyssey Nexus in the West. It was Etrian Odyssey X or Cross or Kai. We're not really sure what in Japan. Um (laughs) So it'll be released physically and digitally in both Europe and North America on February 5th, 2019. Uh, this is going to be the last Etrian Odyssey on 3DS. Anamari is very excited. She's in the other room right now. She can't comment. And uh, the game has 19 classes, 18 from previous games in the series, plus a new hero class. So go check out some screenshots, which we have, that are in English, if you want to check that out. Open this like one. an Etrian game. I'm hoping this one plays a little bit better than five because I could not get into five. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. know why. Well, I mean, wasn't it because you got spoiled by the cinematic storytelling of the of the other ones of the two remakes? Yeah, yeah, that and I don't know. They really messed with the classes, and that the classes just didn't feel feel very Etrian enough. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see. All right, that's Etrian. Here's one I didn't expect to have happen this week, and it was the same day that a car that a card showed up in my garden. Um, Diablo three is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's like, Yay. hello, Diablo on your console. Uh, that's like a wish list title that I never thought we were actually going to get, but now you have portable Diablo three. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they. I know that the Blizzard account was teasing that like several months ago with the Diablo light switch. Mm-hmm. And people were speculating, and d- didn't this get leaked way before it was intended to because of Forbes? Anna told me it was leaked the day before, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. So. Like, I got really excited for this, and then I remembered that this game is going to uh, require the Nintendo <laughs> online service, and oh. then I'm less excited. It, it can't uh. require it. You can play on- offline, right? You can play offline, but you can't play online without the Nintendo online, online service. service. Yeah, but that thing's so cheap. Who cares? Yeah, well. And from the trailer, it looked like you could do local co-op. Yep. Yeah, Just you like can. you can on the PS4 and Xbox ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it I'm looks like it in. performs well. Like, they've got it running better on the Switch than it runs on my MacBook Pro, which I'm actually kind of jealous about. <laughs> Like, can you guys optimize the Mac version, please, with some of these optimizations? Because I would love to have 720p, 60 frames a second on my MacBook Pro, which I do not currently get. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for this. And I I thought the video that they put out for it with Mike Morheim and Reggie fils was just adorable. Yeah, it was a cute video. You go check that out on the website. Highly recommend you you watch it. Oh, a game called Outward was announced, and this looks like a generic action RPG survival game. So, yay. <laughs> Every story will be unique, Chris. And, yeah, it, by ma- nature of there essentially being no story, right? <laughs> so you just run around building stuff and surviving. Oh, I guess I don't know for sure there's no story. They surely didn't show it. Um, they did claim every story is unique, but I think that's because like you're t- making your own story by choosing what you want to do. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm... 
I'm playing a survival game right now, essentially, with uh, No Man's Sky. So who am I to criticize? So this might be real fun. It's coming out PS4, Xbox One, and PC early 2019, both digitally and physically. You can watch the trailer and see if it's kind of the thing that you'd be into. Um, it, other than that, it does have it does have online and split split screen co-op. Oh, that's right. It, it has so. split screen co-op. So you can play together on your console and disagree about where you should be going, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So that's the thing. We have a Kickstarter check. Kickstarter check. Oh man, this thing this thing won RPG cast today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm normally not a Kickstarter person, but I saw this on my Twitter and I was like, I am intrigued. Okay, so this is called Boyfriend Dungeon. Date your weapons. Romance your swords. <laughs> capture the hearts of weapons, male, female, and non-binary. To level them up in this hack and slash dungeon crawling video game. That's right. Your dungeons, your your weapons turn into hot characters. Uh, well, at least the ones they show, and you can date them and level them up by dating them, and you know having conversation options with them. And they show a, num- a number of the uh, um, the weapon characters in the game. And can you can you actually date a cat? Or Apparently. Is... Okay. Cool. Why not? Why not? Oh, I see. They're they are actually um they're they're stretch goals. So the cat is in because they hit fifty thousand. There's a there's a hotaful. There's like a bird one, like kind of a reference to hotaful boy boyfriend. Um, I don't know what's going on in this thing. They're showing lots of foxes in the video, and I don't know what that's about. Um, that that's the uh, the name of the uh, developer, Kit Fox. Kit Fox. Okay. Did they make something else already? They've made a couple other games. I didn't recognize them. Hmm. They've got a couple other RPGs and one other adventurish game on Steam. It's the fourth title we've bring to Steam. Um, uh, uh, team. Oh, so the cat is a pair of bre- brass knuckles. So mm-hmm. that's something. Uh, team, the team. Where's the team? Um, they say go to the section called the team, but I don't see. Oh, they made Moon Hunters. Right. That's that's a game I've heard of. Yeah, they made Moon Hunters, and that was a cool-looking game. Uh, not my style of game, but a cool idea of a game. So see, Christine Love is on this thing, uh, collaborating with this thing, who you might know from, like, Digital A Love Story, which is an, an analog of hate story. Um, yep. I don't like that... She, oh, she's best known for analog? I better play analog. I've only played digital, which I thought was amazing. So. Okay. Oh, you haven't played analog? No. You you Is definitely gotta go play okay. analog. Oh yeah. god, that that game's great. Mm. I love that thing. I better get on that. It, it, I just haven't had they, time they, because the emotional impact of digital was so deep that I didn't want to go and play analog because like I don't want to feel like that. <laughs> I loved analog. It had in like it, she built in a um like almost like DOS or Linux version. Like you would have to like sift through the files in a DOS style environment yeah. to find stuff. Yeah. It was great. Well, that's kind of like what digital was. It was more yeah. dossy like. Um, okay. So anyway, so that's the thing going on. They want fifty grand. They've already hit it. They're at one hundred six thousand. They're in their stretch goals. Uh, they got the bird is in there. They you can have uh, the dev team is dying their hair. That was a stretch goal. Apparently, that's kind of weird. Um, their next stretch goal, which they're very close to hitting, is um, transformation sequences for all the weapons. So think of like um, you know Sailor Moon turning from person into weapon and crazy over animated sequences with that and then they haven't announced the other stretch goals but there's there is, stuff go ahead 
Sorry, sorry. There's an anime called um, Soul Eater that has people that turn into weapons. That that's very reminiscent of. Ah, okay. So uh, yeah, that's a thing. All right, and now the normal starter thing that we usually like to do. For twenty bucks, you get a copy of the game. That's twenty Canadian dollars, about fifteen U.S. dollars. And then on the other end of the scale, let's see if they've already been taken or not. For three thousand Canadian dollars or twenty-two ninety-seven U.S. dollars, you can be a writing consultant. You get all the non-consultant awards, plus work one-on-one with Tanya, who I assume is the lead writer, to review and improve a specific dateable character's dates, dialogue, and plot lines of your choice. Confidentiality regarding this character and any spoilers thereof must be maintained. And then you get a bunch of other things that are part of the other reward levels. And, uh, yeah, so that's the top end for 3000 Canadian dollars. So I didn't notice this on Twitter, but the Ultimate Collector's Edition comes with a love pillow of your choice of either the Talwar or dagger weapons. And one side is the weapon and the other side is the person, they're the weapon in human form, mm. which I find hilarious. They're they're really going all out for the whole waifu aspect of this game. Pocket. I thought his name was Rocket. I guess his name is Pocket. He's brass knuckles. He's a sunbather. He's a cat. He likes sunbeams, fish, and boxes. Dislikes other cats and unrequited affection. So. Um, And the brass knuckles have claws because it's a cat. That's so cute. So Pocket says meow, 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 purr. Then he curled up in a ball and fell asleep. So I don't know. Um, he's not a romantic partner, apparently. He's a uh, platonic love, though. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, go check that out if you're into it. It looks kind of weird. Uh, hopefully it'll be a good game. Um, otherwise, I hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, that doesn't matter how quirky your concept is if the game's no good. But uh, there we go. We've got some editorials up. We've got one about Persona Q's length which I don't know what that's about. Did you write that, Josh? Yeah, I wrote that. Why Why are you it's... complaining about length? Because that game was too long. It was too long? <laughs> okay, so you can read your thoughts on that. Um, we've got an impression up of Phantom Doctrine, um, which uh, I was sounds interested like in. If you like, sounds like if you like XCOM, that'll be a, a good good game to keep an eye on. So there's this whole aspect of Phantom Doctrine I didn't realize was part of the game where you're you're actually making one of those crazy person conspiracy boards on the walls and drawing thread from things to things and then you're actually using it to find out like actual things going on in the game so you're not actually a crazy person, but I think that's cool cuz I like that aesthetic. Like you pin this thing here and you pull this piece of thread here and like that's actually part of your game progression. So that's cool. Um, did, did you see the thing Alex posted in Discord where he was he had this long uh or I don't know how long it was, but this chain where like the uh, one of his cell, uh, you know, like intelligence cells was spending an exorbitant amount of money on hot dogs. And then they <laughs> no, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he, he like he tracked it down and apparently he found out that they they were spending it because one of the people they were following was going to this hot dog stand. And the uh, they were trying to find out information about this guy who kept going to the hot dog stand and the hot dog stand owner wouldn't give them any info unless he unless they bought tons and tons of hot dogs from him. So that's why <laughs> like this one weird little thread, oh, man, I don't know. I got to find that. I can't find it. Well, now I just want hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs would be nice. Yeah, I like that. Let's get hot dogs. Hmm. 
All right. Well, I'll have to look for that in Discord later. I don't. I'm searching for hot dog, and I can't find it. It was in the quotes section, I think. In the quotes? Se- oh, RPG quotes. RPG quotes. I think. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, I can't help but noticing the latest expense report includes over two hundred dollars in hot dogs purchased at Cornerstone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then later on, um, oh yeah, there you go. Interrogating the hot dog vendor. All right. <laughs> you go check that out on our Discord. You get a link to it from the site. Um and then you can you can go into the quotes section and uh check that stuff out. All right. We need more people to quote funny quotes or push put funny quotes from games into the quote section. That'd be nice. All right, we have some briefs. Oh, we Qu- also had the vampire review. Oh yeah, we got a review of vampire. So go check that out. I'm still waiting for Anna to play that. I'm gonna watch her play it. It's gonna be fun. Three and a half out of five from Mr. Zach Webster. Yep, Zach did that one. All right, we have some briefs. We have CrossCode coming out of Early Access in September. That's from Radical Fish Games. It's an action RPG, if you don't remember, because I didn't remember. Um, from a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's finally coming it, out of Early Access in September 20th. So that's something. It looks really cool. Very, very retro-styled action RPG. Yep, PC Mac Linux for that one. We've got Neptunia V2R coming to Steam. That is an enhanced version of Mega Dimension Neptunia V2, which was already on there. Um, this has virtual reality elements, which I think are optional. So yeah, but uh, so the enhancements are there's still other enhancements in the game if you don't have VR, right? Yeah, it revamped I, combat I, yeah, system. Sure. Yes, yes, and also graphical enhancements. So um, if you've got the VR stuff, great, get that, and you have the VR stuff. But if you don't, um, you still get benefits. So it is the updated, improved version, like they like to do with Neptunia games. PS4 pre-orders, uh, if you pre-ordered um, Divinity Original Sin 2, you unlock the first act to play now, right? Like right now, I think. Yeah. Um, yep, so that's the thing. Fall of Light is a game that finally has some dates on console uh, from Digerati. They've confirmed the, the dates of the console versions of Runehead's action RPG, Fall of Light. That's like a Dark Souls type game, right? Or roguelike I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess it does matter, but I don't remember. Uh, it's uh, already out on Xbox One, and it's coming out next week on PlayStation 4. So, it's been on Steam for a while. Fallout 76 was, got some uh, announcements at QuakeCon last weekend. So, they... It, yeah? It does have a really awesome ad. It does? Fallout 76. Oh, yeah? oh, did you not watch the ad no, part of it? No. I didn't watch the Q&A, but the ad part was really well done. The only thing from QuakeCon I watched was the Doom stuff. I didn't watch the Fallout stuff. So <sighs> That Doom stuff was amazing. Yeah, it looks nice. Um, let's see what we got. So the second video, the 50-minute long Q&A section with Todd Howard, and there is an ad, um, Being a Better You, which shows some of the perks that are available in the game and how they can be used together. Um, I believe they confirmed that they won't be selling card packs in the game, <laughs> which people were very happy about. <laughs> and there's plans to release private servers at some point, um, but at first it'll be on the dedicated servers. It's set in West Virginia in 2102, and uh, you're going to try and recolonize the wasteland. So think survival-style game, I guess. And uh, yeah, coming out November 14th of this year. And you can go watch those two videos, uh, including the ad that Josh was talking about, right on our site, which I will do later, because I should have done that already. Uh, Undertale's coming to Switch in September. It finally has date. Physical edition pre-orders are open now. 
Uh, Edge of Eternity had some more screenshots. Yes, that's still a game that's happening. <laughs> um, Have they ever shown any videos? I think I'll, all I've ever seen is screenshots. I don't remember. I thought Edge of Eternity is what turned into Pillars of Eternity, but that was Project Eternity. I can't keep this stuff straight now. Yeah, yeah. The Edge of Eternity is the JRPG mechanics with Western RPG branching storylines. Okay. I don't care. Just come out and find out if it's good. You know, I can't keep up on all these. <sighs> but you can look at the screenshots. Many CRPGs. And you can keep up. Yeah. Yes, too many CRPGs. Went from none and wishing that people would get back into doing it to way freaking too many now. <laughs> um, we have some sort of scary first-person dungeon crawler coming to consoles from HappyNet, a Japanese publisher. Yeah. It's called it's Haunted... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was on PC last year. It's very strange looking. It's coming to PS4 and Switch on August 30th. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's got some monsters. It doesn't look that scary, but Anna thought it was going to be super scary, so she got scared of the trailer. It it also has kind of like a weird mechanic where you can split your uh, dungeon party and, like, attack enemies from different sides. Yeah, isn't that weird? It looks kind of... I mean, you know, like, mechanically, that seems kind of neat. Mechanically, that seems kind of neat, but... Horror movie wise, that sounds kind of stupid. You never split the party. That's how Jason gets you. <laughs> but it's got all all sorts of Japanese horror creatures. So like creatures with scissors for hands and like um, a head walking on an arm and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. stuff Pop- you've probably seen. Vampires? Yeah, so stuff you've seen if like you've played a lot of SMT games <laughs> and uh, other Japanese games. Uh, Super Neptunia RPG has a date: spring of 2019 for the West. Um, slightly delayed slightly delayed because they're going to add um japanese and english voice acting well i guess they are already going to do that but now they're going to add english and french subtitles yeah so and what else do we have uh it's partly developed by quebec-based developer artisan studios and yeah so 2d version of game industry and blah 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 blah. nep nep if you're a fan you already know you care so Mm. <laughs> Ghostlight is going to port some JRPGs to the Switch, apparently. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat that Ghostlight, you know, they've been doing PC ports of JRPGs for a year or two now, mm-hmm. I think. And now apparently they're going to start actively porting games over to Switch and bringing them over. So I'll be curious to see what, you know, like what sort of things they start picking up that isn't already being done by someone else. That'll be neat. Yep. Everyone's getting in on the Switch, man. Well, where are these games coming from? Yeah, that's what I don't know. That's what I was kind of wondering about. Like, like aren't, aren't getting... the Japanese developers already putting games on the Switch? So what do they need to this company? That, maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's for lesser-known stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So what, the most recent game be? they did was Flame Over. Or sorry, the yeah, most recent game was Flame Over that he worked on, and the most recent one for Ghostlight was Elmen Age Gothic. So this is written by somebody at Ghostlight, probably mm-hmm. a very high-up person. Um Named Ross, uh, buh, 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 buh. so they're going to do their media there. Oh, he okay. does their uh, okay. He does their PR. All right. So I don't know. They they're having fun with the Switch and they're going to put more games on it. So that's always a good thing, I think. So yeah, Please. I think so too. Hopefully the ports are good. Oh, we have some replies to our question of the week. Which game in your collection can you just not part with? And here we go. Budai says, unfortunately, I had to trade a lot of games in when I was younger to afford new ones. Half of my favorite games got traded in, including my complete Earthbound set, to pay for part of an N64. That was a bad choice. 
Thankfully, I can afford to repurchase some, like the Lunar Silver Star Story Complete set I just got in the mail yesterday. I will never sell it, sell it again. Shaman says, even though they've re been re-released on multiple consoles and my SNES Mini, somehow ended up with all of them for reasons I can't readily explain. <laughs> Emulation. I can't bear to get rid of my SNES collection, especially now that the relative who got my brother and I the SNES passed away suddenly last year. As it pertains to 3DS sales, the companies who would normally support it alongside Nintendo have mostly moved to Switch. Nisa is particularly all-in after the 3DS Coldcept Revolt um, bombed. So it's literally just Nintendo and Atlas left. Atlas Games are making NPD Top 10s in their launch month, but not even in Nintendo is guaranteed to have that level of sales in North America. S Sushi Striker missed the Top 10 in June for 3DS, and in Japan, EOX... At Train Odyssey X and uh, Warrior well, where sales were way down compared to the previous titles in their launch week. I think 2019 will see Etrian Odyssey X, Persona Q2, and Bowser Inside Story remake on 3DS in North America, and that will about wrap it up. And uh, that would not be unsurprising to see. Thank you, Shaman. Um, Lord Golba says, I'm not pretty, I'm not sure how well this question applies to me because I've never traded in a game, partly because I'm not hard up for cash that I'd want to bother, and partially because you get so little for trading in that it's insulting. I don't want to help out places that have the business model of buying used games for dirt cheap and selling them back in extremely small discounts off the new game price to get pure profit for nothing but ripping... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he doesn't like GameStop. All right, so I'll answer the questions, the summon question instead. I'd go with Bahamut or Alexander, but I'll choose Alexander because Bahamut is the obvious one. Nice to have a holy type element type summon because it's typically rare in Final Fantasy and Alexander just looks awesome. I don't even remember the summon type question, but there you go. Likes Bahamut and Alexander. Um, Budai writes back in again and says, I did once swap a NES Bucky O'Hara for a 3DS. That was a great trade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a pretty good trade. <laughs> Victor says, here's a little World of Warcraft story clarification on the Veramathris, the demon who used to serve under Sylvanas. In Wrath of the Lich King, Veramathris openly rebelled against Sylvanas and got killed after the battle for Wrathgate. The entire scenario where this happens was later completely removed from the game. In Legion, it's revealed that Veramathris, like all slain demons that do not die in the Twisting Neither, revived on Argus and has been imprisoned and tortured ever since as punishment for his failure. Um, okay. Uh, this is the crazed Veramathris that the player fights as an Entaurus raid boss. Oh. All right. I don't remember any of that, but that makes sense. Question of the week. Like, oh, go ahead. That was a long time ago, and yeah. because new players can't really do that quest chain anymore, it's lost a time, unfortunately. Yeah. <sighs> I will sell or delete off my hard drive game console. Most games, I think I'm done with them. Um, or once I think I'm done with them. But I can't bring myself to part with my physical copy of Super Mario 64 DS purely out of sentiment. The cart has a save file from when someone very important to me played it. Oh. Jay Scarp says, in term hey, this is you, Josh. Uh, in terms yes, of value, is. I think it's Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. That game goes for well over $100 used, but for sentimental value, it's Wing Commander 3 and 4, which really aren't worth anything, but I love those games and all the maps and other cool paraphernalia that came with them. All right. <laughs> um, we have some Twitter responses. Adrian says, all of them, damn it. <laughs> He's not getting rid of any of them. And Jason Ariola says, I've got two. First is my complete copy of A Link to the Past that I've had since it first came out. 
My grandma not only got me started on the series, but helped me figure out something in the ice pails after I was stuck there for two weekends. Second is my US PlayStation 1 copy of Tactics Ogre. Sure, it's probably the worst version of it, but that's the version I played. I've got lots of fond memories of putting in a bit over 400 hours um, into it. Only half of which was troops throwing rocks at each other to level them up. <laughs> That's another one I've held on to since I first got it. Grandma probably bought it for me too. It survived tons of moves and the collection purges after being in my possession for 20 years, so I'll probably just be buried with it. Or as a friend suggested, all my Tactics Ogre stuff will fall off the shelf and bury me alive and I'll die a happy man. <laughs> now, now, there is a genuine fear that I have that all of my stuff is going to kill me one of these days. Oh, do we have a question for this week? Um, oh man, I don't think we do. Um, what are you? What game are you looking forward to the most this fall? Uh, we yeah, there's a, there's a ton of stuff coming out the next right. month. What are what are people gonna play? Like the next two months, I yeah. had I said this on Twitter. I had to put everything in a spreadsheet and make tough choices. All right, what are your fall gaming picks? Let's do it. Whew. All right, do you have what any to to tell people now to get them started? Play Yakuza. Um, Play Yakuza. Yakuza Kiwami. Yakuza Kiwami too. All right. September, my game is going to be Dragon Quest. And then for October, I kind of, I really had to like pick and choose because there was so much stuff coming up. But I ended up with um, Mega Man 11 and Disgaea 1 Complete because I am a huge Disgaea fan and I really wanted that collector's edition. And then November is going to be uh, Pokemon. And in December, there's just all sorts of stuff. Yeah, November has Pokemon uh, Let's Go Eevee. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the fall game again has, I think, is starting soon, probably with Monster Hunter on uh, Switch. Hmm. Let's see. What do I have in my little thing? Um... Is Red Dead Redemption 2 still coming out this fall? Yes. Yes? I don't remember the date, but it's yes, it's still coming out this fall. Okay. And so is and so is Spider-Man. Hmm. But those aren't RPGs. Right? So I don't know. Those are the only things I had on my list. Well, I guess two bit hospital I've been looking forward to at uh, the end of this month, but Is that the the theme hospital? Yeah. That's from those folks. Ooh, yeah. Crap. Oh, and Tetris Effect is out. None of these are RPGs. Come on, where are the RPGs? Um, I have Ooh, so yeah, many Tetris Metroidvania games on my list. I don't even know. <laughs> the Christine Love RPG is supposed is still supposed to be the end of this year. Oh, which one's that? Oh, get in a get in the car loser. Oh, okay. Get in the oh. car loser. I like that name. All right. It's supposed to be 2018. There you go. So that could be fun. Um, I feel like I have all the games I need. Valkyria Chronicles 4 is the end of September. Oh, is it? Oh, I have so yep, many other Valkyria yep. Chronicles to play first. So, Well, you only really need to... Well, I, it's supposed to be set up so that you can just play this one. Yeah, whatever. Not have to play the first ones uh, first. You'll never, you'll never play all three before then anyway. Oh, I can you might play, as well jump I can in play on the four. remake of the first one, though. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, That'd I be think a good that's to worth play. finishing. So I that, should do that. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's totally worth finishing. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Anna, do you have a fall gaming pick? World ends with you on World Switch. World ends with you on Switch. Yeah, of course. And my backlog. And your backlog. 
you you're always I given how quickly you finish games, I'm surprised you still have a backlog. We had like 300 Vita games that I hadn't played. 300? Yeah. Oh, most of those have to be garbage. Well, I'm <laughs> I I think I picked like 100 that I wanted to play and I'm still not through all oh, of them. But you're probably through a good chunk of them. Yeah, I mean, hang on, let me go back to my uh, now no, you're just going to depress us with how many games you've played. Well, so. no, I, I'm not going to tell you how many games that I've played. I'm going to tell you how many games I have left to play. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So, okay, because I can't do math, you're expecting me not to notice that means you've finished 89 of them? Well, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> some of them I decided not to play. Ah, some got tossed. All yeah, right. so like my my master list of games was definitely playing, maybe playing, and learn more before playing. Mm. All right. So that write in, tell us uh, what your pick is for this fall. Uh, podcast at rpgamer dot com six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight and. Twitch, uh, the uh, website rpgamer.com go to the podcast thread and uh, post it there um, yeah I really don't have something I'm looking forward to I kind of everything I care about is out now you don't care about Dragon Quest 11 oh is that out this year yeah September yeah in like three weeks um, on my birthday okay September I have a, I, I, I would like to add my pick um, Dragon Quest 11 is coming out and I think I'm going to be really into that so yeah that that is going to be my <laughs> game of September I'm dropping everything I'm doing to play through that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot When is that coming? That. September 4th, 4th, I believe. September 4th? Yeah, Alright, so right gonna... after PAX? Yeah. Oh, that's yep. just weeks away. Yeah, it's three oh, weeks. Oh, that's going to be fun. And Anna and I are going to fight over that game, I bet. No. No? Nope. You don't want to play it now? It's You PS4. did want to play it. So? It's console only. It's not portable. You wanted to play it. It's yeah. a Dragon Quest game. Yeah. You want it portable. All right. Yeah, have fun waiting for that Switch port. That ain't even out in Japan. <laughs> Is it coming to Switch? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to wait for the Switch port. They've been working on it for right. over a year and still don't have even a date for Japan yet. Well, they should talk to Blizzard. Apparently, they can work miracles about getting high-end games onto the Switch. <laughs> Apparently. <sighs> All right. I found my fall pick. Tell us about yours. Now, the new game releases... On PS4 this week, we get Fall of Light, Darkest Edition, Guacamelee 2, Shenmue 1 and 2, Physical and Digital. On the Xbox One, I think it's just Shenmue 1 and 2, Physical and Digital. That can't be right. Is Guacamelee 2 not coming to Xbox One or something? That can't be right. Surely it's coming to Xbox yeah, One, Yeah, this is probably it? just a typo. Unless it is just... I don't even know. Guacamelee 2. So, um, I thought it... it was coming to PS4 first. And it, I'm sure that's possible. I just, uh, that would be weird at this point. Yeah, announcement trailer. Yeah, wishlist us on Steam or Prater on PS4 now. So Steam, PS4 at first, and then I guess Xbox and stuff And then later. other stuff later, because I think Sony chucks them into this, right? Yeah, I don't know. I should, um, given my Metroidvania stuff, I should probably play this on release, but I won't because No Man's Sky. Uh, <laughs> and then, so yeah, on PC, we've got Quacamelee 2. Oh, there it is, right here on my list. And Shenmue 1 and 2. And then also on the Switch this week is Little Dragon's Cafe. Uh, also on the PS4, too. Yeah, don't play it on the Switch. Don't play it on the Switch because of the frame rate issues? Well, I'll probably have more to say next week. Oh, more to say next week. Okay. But, um, but that means you won't play first, it. Well, I have a Switch code. Oh, so you will play it. So I'll play comments. it on the Switch, but at 
based off of my E3. We'll see if they've made any improvements. Yes. <laughs> All right. More comments next week. Hopefully, Anna will actually try it out on the Switch and give yeah. you some feedback yeah. on, on the release version. Okay. Those are your games for this week. What are you going to play this week, Josh? Yakuza. Duh. Yakuza. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly? Wow. I'm going to keep heading towards the center of the galaxy in, uh, in No Man's Sky and uh, playing Battle for Azeroth with Anna. What about you, Anna? Um, I have to try a little Dragon's Cafe. And uh, more WoW? Oh, probably. Oh, probably, yeah. All right. I think that's all we got, everybody. Okay. That's a show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. 9 a.m. Pacific Noon Eastern is when we usually stream right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Go to the website, leave a comment in the thread, tell us what you want to see on the show, give us your feedback, do whatever else you do, like and subscribe and comment and whatever things you do nowadays on the internets. And uh, yeah. if you enjoyed this, smash that like button. <laughs> and if you didn't, hit the dislike. But there's no dislike button. <laughs> we don't have a like button even. We have none of these things. So. I know it. Um, it's a YouTube thing. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Until then, enjoy playing your games. Respond to the question of the week. And Anna Marie and I need to go get her a tattoo. So we'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>